Welcome to Tech Talk for Teachers. I'm your host, Paul Beckerman. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. What's in the toolkit? What? What is in the toolkit? What's in the toolkit? Check it out. The topic of today's episode is building classroom community. One of my favorite sayings is that learning moves at the speed of trust. I found this to be true in my own classroom. If I want my students to buy in and take risks, they need to feel like they can trust me and their classmates. They need to feel safe. We only take risks when we feel desperate or safe, and I never want my students to feel desperate or afraid. I want them to feel safe. In fact, when I taught my ELA classes, I'd spend a lot of time during the first two weeks building classroom community, intentionally. While I knew I was giving up some instructional time to integrate these activities, I always felt like the payoff was well worth it. Students felt more comfortable with their peers and were much more willing to take risks to grow their own learning. It also made it a much more enjoyable environment for everybody. I wanted my classroom to be a safe place where students wanted to enter each day. Before we get started designing, here are a few things to keep in mind about classroom mixers and building community. How do I use this? Integration inspiration. Integration ideas. Number one, give everyone a voice. It's important that everyone shares, even the shy students who might want to hide in the background. In fact, especially that shy child. These are the voices that often get overlooked. Structure your activity so it's not limited to those willing to raise a hand or volunteer to share. This might mean requiring everyone to take a turn, putting every student on a team, or designing a mixer where every student's input is important to reaching a class goal. It can be as simple as having your class sit in a circle and then go around having each student share something. That something could be an interest, a hobby, or an experience they've had. You can even use this as a chance to have students give input on developing your classroom norms. Sometimes I'll have students share a word that describes an ideal classroom. This helps us all understand the needs and desires of each member of the class in a safe way. Students who would never raise their hand will participate in something like this. I've also used this circle concept to play the name game. Each student says, I'm so-and-so and I'd like to be something. They can fill the blanks in however they wish. Then the next student says his or her sentence and then repeats the one that came before until everybody repeats everything. It's a great way for students to learn each other's names and learn something about each other. Even if they share something silly, it gives us a glimpse into their personality and we all have fun. Number two, make it feel safe. This is especially important at the beginning when students don't know each other very well. Start with low stakes sharing that is simple and easy for everyone. You can even build in some scaffolds. Depending on the activity, maybe you let students pass on certain questions or call a friend for help. Sometimes starting with a private message to the teacher or a class survey is the safest route. Then the teacher can share back information in the form of a guessing game, like which classmate do you think shared this? You could even share trends like 25% of the students in class enjoyed camping. Or you could gamify it by asking the students to guess the percentage how many students in the class do you think like camping? And number three, make it fun. This is a great opportunity to allow students to enjoy school and develop a positive feeling about your classroom. When you can create a mixer that's fun, students will look forward to the next activity. I've ended class periods with mixers sometimes when we've had a little extra time and the students don't want to leave when the bell rings. I love that. Make it fun. It's important that a good amount of the sharing and interaction is face-to-face. 
But there are a lot of ways to bring technology into the sharing as well. What are some cool tech tools I can use? Two tips. Instructional technology. Number one, survey tools. There's lots of digital survey tools out there like Google Forms, Microsoft Forms, whatever you have access to. It can be a safe and easy strategy to have the class complete a survey that allows you to learn about them. And I love including questions about the classroom experience too, like what do you need to be successful in my class? Or how do you learn best? What's one classroom rule you think is important? Or what do you need for me, the teacher, to be successful? And then a great follow-up activity to the survey is to create a Quizlet Live experience. You can take information about each student and create a question or two about them in that Quizlet. Then follow that up by having the class play Quizlet Live to learn about each other. It's a great example of cooperation, a word that I stole from robotics. Uh, students learn in teams, and they have to cooperate with their teammates in order to be competitive against other teams in the room. Kids love it, and it's a great bonding experience while also letting students learn about each other at the same time. Win-win. Collaborative slideshows is number two. This is one of my favorite approaches, and it's really easy. Have a class slideshow where everyone's an editor, and then every student creates a slide that represents him or her. They can include pictures, text, links, video, whatever they want. Then create some sort of experience where the slides are shared. Maybe each student presents their slide to the class, and then you can display it on the front screen. Or maybe you create a scavenger hunt where students need to answer questions about their classmates by looking through the slideshow. You could even have students create those scavenger hunt questions. At Avid Open Access, we've created some slideshow templates that you can copy, customize, and use. Just head over to avidopenaccess.org and find the templates section. There's a class slideshow version, as well as one for decorating a virtual locker and another for designing a personal pennant. Number three, you can use online posts. Discussion threads are an easy place to get started. Have each student post about themselves and then respond to a certain number of others. You may want to assign students to teams so they have a more manageable number of peers to respond to and also to make sure that everybody gets a response. Of course, it's important to model how to post and respond respectfully before they get started on this. Some platforms allow the teacher to moderate posts before they go live. You can decide if this is necessary or not. Flipgrid's a great tool to use if you want to transform the posts and responses into a video format. And Padlet's another great option that turns the post experience into a virtual bulletin board where each student can add an idea or response. Bonus tip, post student work. This can be both in your physical classroom as well as in your learning management system. Or make a classroom publication, either digital or paper, to share each other's great work. This sharing honors student voices and identities and makes the learning space representative of who they are. To learn more about today's topic and explore other free resources, visit avidopenaccess.org. Be sure to join Rena, Winston, and me every Wednesday for our full-length podcast episode. Thanks for listening, take care, and thanks for all you do. You make a difference. <laughs>